Yeah, here we go, here we go. We back. A drink with Sammy Sam and Friends, episode number six. Today, we are at the legendary Harold and Bells in, where, where we at? South Central Los Angeles. South Central LA. We got my brother Jaime Shepard in the building. Yes, indeed. Me and uh, me and me and Jaime, we go we go back, 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 back. So the other day we were talking, we were talking on the, uh, you know, he calls me once in a while to check up on me, make sure I'm in line, <laughs> make sure I ain't getting too crazy. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going too far from the shore. Huh? <laughs> right. Make sure you can see land. <laughs> yeah, and, and what you got? We were just talking. We were talking about all these stories that we had. You know, a lot of you guys don't know. Um, you know, I, I was obviously I grew up a church boy, and my my grandpa's uh, church, and, and my uncle's church, and the uncle's church, they we all combined because my uncles had a singing group, gospel singing group, and they had I was all Mexicans, and you know the the, the lead singer, black dude. <laughs> the, the the guy that can that can sing he, sing, he, he, <laughs> in, he integrated the the group, <laughs> yeah, and and so his fan like his family and everybody in our family used to just you know what I'm saying the church used to. Uh, they used to come fellowship and preach. Together. Yeah, fellowship together. They come preach at our church. With the, you know, what I'm saying my family to go preach at their church, and they still actually still do it. That's mm-hmm. a, you know what I'm saying. That's just dope. The unity service. That's yeah, most definitely. And uh, <laughs> so I ended up meeting meeting on Jaime. You know what I'm saying? And and we just what what what? And it was so funny when we met. I think you were like. 16 years old, 15 years old, 16 years old. And we used to sneak you in the club. You didn't even have an ID to get in the club. And we'd have to sneak you in the club. Yeah. So these dudes, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, I don't know if anybody, I'm sure everybody knows, but all the biggest musicians and the biggest, you know what I'm saying? Like they all come from the church. Mm-hmm. And that's how, you know, I, I know all the dudes, all the, you know, Nissan, all the homies and everybody. And then, you know, Jaime just knew everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he yeah. knew everybody just on, on, on being in the hood. Yeah, and I think that being in the hood and, you know, it's just crazy. Like growing up in South Central Los Angeles, it's a, um, it's a brotherhood. And like you meet so many different people. And as long as you got good energy and you, you, you're fair and you got a good heart, you got lifelong relationships. Like the reason that we're in Harold and Bells is because this is a place that I've been coming my whole life, and it's in the middle of my neighborhood. I grew up in a neighborhood called the 30s, and if you know anything about Los Angeles street life or Los Angeles City, it's um, you, whatever street you grow up on, whatever the numbers are, it represents where you're from. Yeah. So I grew up in the 30s, so from 30th Street to 39th Street was my neighborhood, and then at the 40s started, at 40th Street to 49th Street. And then it was the 50s, which were Bloods, and then we started the 60s. So from the 30s to the 100, it was all gangs. And it just was, a um, the, the growing up in the 80s and in the 90s, it just was a different way of life. And it just was so cool. So like Sam was talking about being a, a church kid. Like I was a church kid, but for me it didn't mean nothing to be uh, pastor's son or PK and you know we going to church because the dudes in the church to me was soft like <laughs> they singing and they clapping their hands and they looking soft with wet lips and stuff like that <laughs> and that just wasn't my get down where I was attracted my parents being middle class parents they I never saw a hundred dollar bill in my life in my household yeah. I never saw a hundred dollar bill in my life in my household but 
I would go to my cousin's house and they would pay me like two, three thousand dollars to count their money. So <laughs> I wasn't selling no dope. I was counting their money. So in counting their money, I would go to school. <laughs> I would go to school with two, three thousand in my pocket. I'd have stuff. I was able to get stuff and I had to hide it from my parents because if my parents knew what I was doing, uh, I'd be a problem. <laughs> but it just was, it was just, it was an era that I don't trade for anything because it taught us loyalty, it taught us respect, it taught us a discipline. It was just a certain era. So that same era that we did, it's funny, when I met you, I never forget when I when when, when we first connected, well, we really connected. I met you when you were a little boy, but then when you were about 18, you really started hanging with us, and we allowed you to hang with us. But it was me, Nissan, Rapture, Todd that's married to Candy from yeah, Atlanta yeah, yeah. Housewives, uh, Warren Campbell that's married to Erica from Mary Mary, and it was my boy CJ. We had the starting five, yep. and those parties were the best times <laughs> of my life. Do you but, remember those yeah, parties? The, the, those parties, like that's a saying, Nobody knows, everybody just thinks that, um, you know what I'm saying, I just started promoting out of nowhere, whatever. But the, you guys are the reasons why I started promoting, becoming a promoter. So we led you astray, like we're the ones who <laughs> corrupted you and make you, made you write a letter. So when you wrote your letter to your 15 year old self, it was like, don't speak to these, <laughs> don't speak to these dudes at nah. all. Stay away from them. Yo, my mom blames you guys. <laughs> oh man. But you guys, so, you know what I'm saying? I was always one of the only Mexicans. That was me and Reflex. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I was always one of the only Mexicans around. And then um, um, there was a couple of times where you guys needed somebody to work the door. So, you know, Nissan's like, yo, you want to work the door? Like, like you know, I was like, cool, I'll work the door for a little bit. You know what I mean? Like shit. And then, so I'd go work the door. And then you guys come later, 1230, clubs popping. with it Gotham's? Yeah, Gotham Hall, <laughs> Gotham Santa, Hall Monica, Santa Monica. Third Street Promenade. <laughs> Never forget it. It changed our lives. Like, And then it was just so funny. A lot of the promoters that came from Los Angeles all came from out of there. So you have uh, Devrin and... Uh, Devin used to come there all the time. You had Herb. You had like all these dudes that were big time promoters. We were just doing it because we wanted to throw parties Yo, for our funny. friends. I didn't know Devin. <laughs> Devin came there and was asking me if he if I wanted to do it, and he wanted us to he wanted us to teach him to do what we were doing. But Devin was one of those kids that came up. So we played a part in the whole culture of the city because we were influencers and we were young and we yeah. were brothers that were. We were making moves and we were doing some big things. And now, I mean, you look at the direction that our lives went in, where we all church boys, but all our lives went in a different way. Warren started My Block Records and he's sold over millions of albums. Uh, Nissan has played the drums for everybody in the world, but then he's also produced. Rapture did Rock the Boat for Aaliyah, Aaliyah which is a song that's timeless, that'll never die. And then I'm a jeweler to where I've made you know, so funny. I was thinking the other day, I got six championship rings. <laughs> yeah. And I've never played professional sports. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got two Laker rings. I got three Warriors rings. I got the Dodgers last five years. I got the Dodgers National, uh, National League yeah. rings. Uh, I have the France World Cup ring for the France team. So it's just amazing. A dude <laughs> from South Central Los Angeles. But the one I'm proud of most is my Laker championship ring because this is against the Boston Celtics. Yeah, 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 so yeah. So that yeah. one, Man, that that one was... means something to me. And we made this ring and we put a piece of the ball 
inside the ring. So that was my favorite part of this whole thing. Oh, we tore is. the game oh, the that's ball dope. in little pieces and we put a piece of the ball inside of it. So it's just amazing how we started from just hosting these parties and who would have ever thought then that our lives would have went in the directions that we went in. And it's just a blessing, but it's so funny how everything comes back full circle. And I think that's what we were talking about with the things that are going on in the city right now. Yeah, definitely. The, the city crazy. <laughs> yeah. the, the city, what's, what's been, um, you know what I'm saying? What's, what's been the, I know Nip was a friend of yours. Nip was a good friend of mine, man. And I, so what's the craziest the irony of it all is I saw him just, uh, the Friday before he passed, uh, the same place that I have a factory is the same place he has a studio in downtown Los Angeles. And it was just eerie to see. And the crazy thing about Nipsey is the thing that bothers me the most about the whole situation is when you keep it, when you keep it real and you stay in the hood, they, they no. If you leave the hood, they say you a sellout. You yeah. left the hood and you did this. But then when you keep it real and you stay in the hood, you become a target. Yeah. And the first murder in the Bible was Cain killed his brother Abel. And it's just amazing how a Jealousy. lot of times, when I saw Nipsey do like what we're doing here, being in Harlem Bells, when I saw Nipsey go in Chamber Shoeshine Parlor, and then I saw him go at the donut shop, and he went to all these businesses. He could have went to Beverly Hills. Right. He could have went anywhere and did the photo shoot. But instead of him going to these different places, he kept it real and stayed in the hood. Whereas I saw it as the most beautiful thing in the world, other people see that same thing, and they're like, oh, he think he's something, or he, he trying to be something. And... It's just a lot of haters out here, man. And it's just you so can't funny. do you can't do good and you can't do you can't do uh, bad. But a lot of times, <laughs> but some of us see it and we 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 marvel at it, be like it's so beautiful and it inspires us to do better. But then other people see it and they hate on it. And we've all experienced our share of hate. And it's just tragic that Nipsey lost his life um, doing what he loved to do, but lost his life, I believe, premature for a senseless murder. But then how many of us, how many of us have lost people in the same way? So it's just, it's, it's a sad commentary. And now we live the rest of our lives wondering what, what would have been. Yeah. Yeah. And I miss the music, man. I wish every morning I wake up and I wish I think that it was barely getting started. I think it was, yeah. barely, it was barely getting started with the music. And the thing I also don't like is the fact that people now, uh, when Nipsey was alive, people he had a lot of fans, but then after he passed, now all of a sudden a lot of people are like jumping on the the movement. Well, well, this is what this is. I I feel you on that too. But this is what I got to get from people. A lot of people didn't. Um, they didn't even know. They didn't know too much about Nipsey until he passed, and then they started listening to really listen to his words, and they're like, "Oh shit!" Like, yo, he was really talking. Uh, he was really talking life and talking. You know what I'm saying? Like talking that 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 giving everybody like you know what I'm saying life through his music. He was ahead of his time, man. And 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 but they would have never listened to it if he would have never passed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's the sad part about it. But a lot of people um are it's just a lot of people are just stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it, it just wasn't their flavor. It wasn't their flavor, but and, it just to me it just was like, you know, after he had passed, it just seemed like you know, a lot of people caught on in. That happens I mean, to everybody. Everybody, they, they show love to everybody when, they don't show you love when you're alive, but when you're dead, yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? It's all of a sudden, yo, let's show them a- Like my mama used to say, man, I want to smell my roses while I'm alive, man. I Don't wait till I'm gone and yeah. checked out of here. Because <laughs> dead noses smell no roses. <laughs> hey, hey, and speaking to you of your mom, rest in peace. Um, 
you guys always, you guys was always show, making sure you guys showed her love. And you know what I'm saying? You guys was always having her parties and having her, um, um, I always see you posted, uh, uh, what is it called? Like uh, uh, dinners. And you know what I'm saying? Because your mom's, mom's was, mom's was someone really doing it out here. Man, that's crazy, man. You, you never know value until you lose something. <laughs> and the minute that you lose it, especially when it comes to like life and it comes to somebody that means something to you, you never know how important it is. Because as long as it's here, you have no way of assessing its value. Sure. My mother would say stuff like, one day you're gonna wish that I was here. <laughs> and what's so funny is I never forget my grandmother passed in um, October 12, 1995. And I'm in the car with my mother and I see her crying. And I lost my grandmother and it meant something to me, but then I saw her crying and I didn't understand her pain. And I was like trying to cheer her up and talking to her. And I didn't understand it until fast forward, some 20 something years later, I lost my mother. And then I understood the pain that my mother went through because man, when you lose a parent, man, it ain't nothing like it. And I know yeah. <laughs> you're a part of the fraternity, uh, but cause you lost your dad, but when you lose your mother and your father and you don't have either one of them, Life is just different, man. I, uh, I remember when uh, when we found out your mom passed, and then uh, you posted, like, man, I'm I'm lost. Uh, I'm lost. I'm. He's like, I I don't have a mom and a dad. I was like, damn. Yeah. I know how it is to be without a dad, and that kills me every day. But I thought about it. I was like, man, to be without my mom and my dad. No, man. I was and like, then, man, that's and then a you. You lose your. You lose your your prayer warrior. You lose the person that Ooh, you know. Whenever man. something went wrong. You could call, it's so funny, the other day, man, I was at the park and I was telling the dude, I was like, man, when you lose your prayer warrior, you lose the person that whenever something goes, whatever storm you find yourself in, this is the person that will bring the sun out. And as soon as I said that, the sun came out and <laughs> it just seemed like it shone directly on me. And the dude I was talking to was like, Oh, <laughs> your mom yeah. was still working yeah, yeah, for where yeah, is she yeah. at but it's just i don't know it's just it's been the hardest year of my life losing a, my mother's man it's just been it's been tough and it's a roller coaster like they say the the greater the the deeper the relationship the greater the pain and one of my friends told me the other day i was like man i just can't stop i was i just start crying and you know, I'll be in the middle of something and I'll see something that reminds me of her or I'll hear her voice or something she said and I'll start crying. And he said, man, don't fight the tears. She yeah, deserves She deserves every tear that you can yeah. cry. My dad, I still, I still, shit, I get teary-eyed now because my, you know, pops, <laughs> you don't ever learn to grieve. No, man. Uh, and especially us. We, no. you know, we, we grown men. First thing I did, I went through the bottle. Uh, I went to the bottles, smoking weed, you know what I'm saying, going, going, eating ass, going, you know what I'm saying, trying to get as many yeah. girls as possible, uh, you know what I mean, and, and those. And, uh, and also family changes, man. You know, like oh a lot of times, God. the the people that you were the closest to when you were there, once the common denominator is gone, which is the parent, the family just starts to act different. Man, I got, I got stuff going on where you know, my blood brother just really is just on a whole nother page. And it just, it marvel, you marvel at how things transpire and it just catches you off guard, but it breaks your heart too. Well, my mom's is one that kept everybody in line. Oh yeah, You man. know, there was probably stuff, there was yeah. probably stuff you didn't even know about yeah. that she kept, you know what I'm saying? She kept under wraps. But stuff like that show you yeah. how people really feel about you. Yeah. And when you find out how people really feel about you, man, it's tough. And it's just so funny. I never forget when Nissan lost his, his father, 
he was just like, man, Jaime, I was like, man, he was like, you still got your mother. And I ain't understand, but when you don't have a mother or a father, man, it's just, oh man, it's tough. But the blessing is I got my sister, I have my daughter, but ain't nothing gonna replace my mother. And it's funny, the other day, I went to the doctor. When I went to the doctor, he told me I had tendonitis in my elbow. And I was like, doc, what do I do to get rid of it? <laughs> he was like, you don't, yeah. you learn to live with it. And that's the place I am with grief. I never, only thing that could make me feel better about losing my mother is if she walked in the room that I was at and they'd be like, there she is, or she's back. Yeah. But the reality is that ain't gonna never happen. So since that ain't gonna never happen, what I gotta do is I gotta learn to live with it. So I have so many years with her, now I'm learning to live without, without her. her. And the thing that compensates me is, opposed to me thinking about what I lost, was the thing of, what, of everything you gained. I cherish the fact of what I had. And yeah. I had a dope mother, man. My mom was dope. She got a street named after her. She, <laughs> she worked 60 years in LA Unified. Like, she did that. So now she did it. Now my hope is, you know, with a seed, the seed has to die in order for something to sprout from it. Now that my mom has passed, I'm on some stuff to where I see pieces of her coming alive in me. And like even this Let Your Light Shine and the movement that I'm starting with that, man, that's stuff my mama would have done. But I just believe in it. And I want to send positive and inspirational messages out there because the world is just so dark and, and ugly. I think we need people sending messages out here just to make people smile and to change people's day. And what's crazy is you, you're definitely one of those people um, I know you're you could go to any hood and and talk to people and and mentor them and and get the little homies out and you know saying talk life into them. It's genuine. It comes from the heart. What made what made what made have you always been that way? Yeah, man. I just I, I care about people. And when you care about people, they see past it. So funny, the other day I was in this place called Sachi. You know, I keep it hood. <laughs> I go to all the hood spots, man. And I walk in, it was this dude had t tattoos on his face and he's looking mean. And I walk up to him, I was like, what's up, brother, man? Why are you frowning, man? Don't you know, don't you know Jesus loves you? And he was like, man, I'm not frowning. I was like, man, you need to tell your face that you're happy because there's some <laughs> kind of miscommunication going on. Something, <laughs> something ain't working. So by the time I finished talking to him, he was like, man, ain't nobody ever talked to me like that. And I was just like, man, let me buy your food, man. I'm going to buy your food because I want to show you. People do care about people out here. Yeah. And you're a good brother. But as long as you have that demeanor, that's going to spawn other problems. And you're going to have other people that are going to try you because you, you already got tattoos on your face, <laughs> yeah. man. You creating your problem yourself. So I don't know, I just think that it was a gift. And I think that gift comes from, it's never forget, I never forget, I met uh, Minister Farrakhan. And he said, you come from a long line of slaves that was agitating the other slaves <laughs> to try to push them to do better. And I was like, well, well damn, like, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to be known as <laughs> the slave agitator. <laughs> Yo, that's hilarious. But I see what he meant. And what he meant is, a lot of times I'll do stuff to where I poke at people, but I poke at people so that they can see themselves. And it's just funny. God has put me in so many different places and we're in front of so many different people. And it's just amazing the people that I've been able to get in front of. And I hope that because of my relationship with them, they've been able to change and be a better person. Justin, you post, um, and then when, when you would always hang out with Suge, uh, Suge Knight, and you posted something um, the other day, like, that's my brother. What's, uh, what's your relationship with Suge? Suge's my daughter's godfather. He's a dude that, you know, so funny. I grew up in a Crip neighborhood, 
and Suge was a blood. And it's so funny, dudes from my neighborhood would talk a lot of mess about Suge, and they'd be like, what you hanging around with that real rag dude for? And I'd be like, man, the first week I met Suge, I made $20,000 legally, and <laughs> he's always looked out for me. I've never made no money with y'all, so if y'all wanna catch this fade, I'll catch this fade for Suge, yeah. because y'all broke, and y'all ain't got <laughs> nothing to give. But it just was ever since I connected with Suge, you know, Suge has done a lot of things that or, or allegedly have done a lot of things that people don't particularly care for, but that ain't got nothing to do with me. Right. So the crazy thing is I've lost relationships with a lot of people because of my my relationship with him. But if you're gonna be mad at me because of my relationship with somebody else, then I don't consider you a friend. Like I've seen, I never forget one time me and Suge were at the, the Four Seasons on Doheny. And I looked him in his eye and I was like, man, God got you here for a reason. It's a reason that you're here. And that reason is bigger than the stuff that you're involved in right now. But what is that reason? And in that moment when I said that, a tear came out his eye and he said, man, I, I don't know. And when he said, I don't know, I was like, man, and just as I began to, I, for that one second, I saw his soul open up and I saw the innocence and I saw his heart and I saw who he really was and then Within that moment, one of our homeboys walks up and he was like, what's up, dog? And it was just like, that window <laughs> that, opened that closed. and it closed that soon. So the Suge that I know, he's my daughter's godfather. He's the man that, man, he give me advice about stuff. I had a situation in the streets where a dude really was on my bumper and coming, coming for me. And I had to stand my ground because in LA, if you don't stand your ground, yeah. then it'll be a line of people that will line up to try to come after you. That you're but, target. But Suge was one of the dudes that stood with me in solidarity, and he was just like, man, however this is gonna be, man, it's gonna be us, it ain't gonna just be you. And a lot of people talk about love, and they talk about how they love you. But man, it, shoot, me and you've been in a situation before <laughs> to where, I don't know how I always involve myself in situations, <laughs> but we was in a situation one night when uh, my office got robbed and some dudes oh, yeah. stole a watch and we caught the dude wearing one of the watches. We was uh we were at uh, Highlands. Highlands. We, we we was on the hunt. Everybody was we the hunt. Everybody was on the Highlands. Like look, we was looking for everybody. Who oh, got man. who got them watches? Who got them and watches? We on? caught a dude with one of the watches on. But it's just so funny how sometimes. But you hold on. Speaking of that, you ended up letting him go because he gave you info. Did, did you let him? You let him keep the watch, did you? Oh yeah, yeah. Because he didn't get it. He he took it from somebody else that didn't have nothing to do with yeah, the robbery. Yeah, but he gave you. He gave you the info. Yeah, he gave me the info. You so you were, but we was on his head. Yeah, so. on his head. We was on his head. <laughs> and those were the days. Rest. My my friend Terrell, rest in peace. Terrell's no longer here. Uh, he was one of the main dudes that we was pushing a line. And it's just it's just funny how, at that time, my office got robbed. Uh, Nissan's mother passed. One of my homeboys was murdered in a drug deal that went bad. And the crazy thing about it is, man, my life was in a tailspin and I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. And my daughter's mother got pregnant. And I never forget, she got pregnant. And at first, I was still looking for dudes with my watches. I'm out in the streets. And then when I found out it was a little girl, it changed my life because I knew this little girl was gonna need her father. Hmm. And man, right then when I realized that, it's funny that when you're going through the, the worst times in your life, sometimes what you look at as the worst thing in the world 
when you look back at it, you realize that it was a blessing in disguise. And the blessing was God gave me water to my fire. And my daughter, man, ever since I've had her, mm -hmm. I've been a single dad. I've had my daughter since she was one years old. Uh, man, and she's she's been just a total blessing. But had it not been for her, God gave me just what I needed. If it had not been for her, man, Chase saved not only my life, but she changed my, my parents stayed alive a lot longer because she was just such a blessing. But it's just funny how sometimes when, you know, you get a chick pregnant, you're thinking, <laughs> oh my God, it's the worst thing in the world. Yeah. But then when you look it back at it and you realize that all this stuff is designed you think by it would, God. You think it would have changed if uh, you had a boy? If I'd had a boy, I'd have kept pushing the line. Definitely. Oh, I'm the yeah. same way. You I'd know what I mean? I'd have kept pushing the line. Me and my if daughter, I, my daughter, you know. If I had know. a son, I'd have kept <laughs> pushing the line. I like, if, out, of, out of, you know how, Having a daughter changed my life. <laughs> I think having, if I would have had a son, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. It'd have been, uh, I think I'd probably be dead right now. I just knew, honestly. This, I just knew that this little girl was going to need her father because of my relationship with her mom. I knew that she was going to need her father. And the proof is, man, I got a beautiful daughter. She started high school this year. She don't like she, sitting in the front. <laughs> oh man, she don't sit in the front. And then a lot of times with my social media, man, people be tripping off my social media, but I use it as a platform just to, to promote positive energy. I want people yeah. to see a father who takes this child. Trip on, why do people trip on? Some people just, they don't like that move. And That you, you know, show your daughter? Well, well, it's just like the thing with Nip. The same thing with Nipsey. Whenever, like like the saying, let your light shine. Yeah. But light attracts bugs. So sometimes bugs don't like when your light is shining. So they try to do things to dis uh, extinguish your, your move and your thing like that. And it's just like, man, I get stuff to where people say, well, he don't really take care of his daughter. It's like, man, <laughs> I, 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 or he don't do this. But, <laughs> you know, you can't chase down what people think. And, you know, opinions are like, uh, the, the hole on your behind. Everybody got one. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it a lot too. It's, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was, you know, I, I promote my clubs, and then, uh, you know, I post. I gotta post crazy stuff sometimes for my for my clubs. Then I'll post my daughter. I'll post something with my daughter. I'll post some girls. Then I'll post my daughter, and then I'll post something of uh, of um, of Stephen Furtick yeah, preaching yeah. or whatever. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. so my my Instagram's all over the place. You can never tell where. But you know, what I'm saying that's my it's my work. It's my work place where I do my work stuff. But and also, it's just your part of your life, man. Like Tupac, one of my closest homeboys. If you listen to his album, it was so many different contradictions. He had stuff to where he was talking about black queens and how beautiful women were. But then he had other songs that <laughs> talked about, I get around, you know, like, <laughs> he had Brenda had a, ba a baby, and then he had, but it's just all a part of our, our lives. Did you, know, did you know Pac before um, he moved to um, to Cali, or or you met him when he was so out here in Cali? Funny, so funny, my, my Tupac story is bananas. So I come home from school, because my grandfather, my grandmother passed, and when my grandmother passed, I come home from school. And when I come home from school, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I was trying to figure it out. So I'm at a gas station. I'll never forget, I'm at a gas station on Crenshaw and Florence. And at this gas station, I'm pumping gas. And I see some dudes about to get this kid that had, he had a, a rag tied around his head. He was in a Cherokee Jeep. He had two 15s and he's playing his music loud. And I see some dudes about to get him. So when I see the dudes about to get him, I go to him. I was like, look, homie, whatever you do, you better get in your car and take off. Because if you don't take off, 
these dudes is gonna get you. And when I said that, I, he was like, he looked me in my eye. You know how somebody looked to see if you're really being for real? He looked me in my eye, and when he looked me in my eye, he was like, okay. He jumps in the car, he goes off the curb, he takes off, and when he takes off, I don't think nothing of it. I go back to my car, when I go back to the car, one of the dudes that was about to get him was like, man, why you say that dude? Like, what you doing? <laughs> and I was like, man, y'all find somebody else. And I kept pushing. Two days later, Warren G, who was our homeboy, calls me. He was like, man, I got this song. I want you to hear this song. This song is dope. And I was like, all right, I'm going to pull up. Because at the time, it was a dude named Mr. Grimm. Mr. Yeah. Grimm was my homeboy. Mr. Grimm was trying to make a comeback. So he was like, man, pull up. Grimm here. And I, no, I think Grimm was there or something. So when I get to the studio... I see, when I get to the studio, I see, uh, actually, I think Grimm called me and said Warren was working on this song because Grimm was signed to John Singleton's record label. So when I get to the studio, the dude that was rapping was the dude that I saved. He was like, man, that's the big homie. That's the dude who told me to get out of here and he saved my life. And it was Tupac. <laughs> Come to find out our birthdays. My birthday is June 7th. His is June 16th. We were born the same year. Like, Pac was my dude, man. And he was a, one of the dopest dudes. He was, uh, we used to go to this club called Club Cannons in Long Beach. And it was a dude named Obo that was promoter. And it's funny. I was a director at the YMCA. And I would have, like, all these gangbanging dudes <laughs> in the YMCA van <laughs> driving to Long Beach to the club. Yeah. And one night, the police officer pulled us over. And Pac was in the car. The police officer pulled us over. And I was like, yeah, uh, I'm a, I work at a group home. And I want these young <laughs> men to get some air and let them air out. And I start talking. And he let us go. But they had guns in the car and all kind of stuff in there. Oh, I'd have got fired. I'd have been in jail. It's just been bad. But we had some good times, man. But yeah, Tupac was a good friend of mine. It's just funny. I've touched, I've touched some of the greatest dudes that ever played the game. And the crazy thing is, the same thing that Pac talked about, as far as the consciousness that Pac had, Nipsey built on the foundation that Pac created. So the frustrations and the thing that Pac wanted to do that he was never able to achieve, Nipsey was able to accomplish it. So when I saw Nipsey doing his thing, Nipsey is what Pac would have been had Pac not lost his life. That's crazy. Yeah. It's always what would have been. What, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And then obviously- And I pray, I pray that somebody else comes along that could uh, take the baton from Nipsey. And I hope someone else has that. But that's kind of consciousness that you're born with. It's nothing that you could- you could all of a sudden wake up and get Nipsey was who he was when he was born. Tupac was born the way that he was born. It's not a consciousness that one day you wake up and all of a sudden you're inspired to do this, man. Like for Farrakhan told me, you come from a long line of people that have been in the race and in the struggle. And I think that's where it comes from. And I think it's the same thing with you, Sam. Like the, the your genealogy, your your pedigree, where you come from. Man, we could try to run from it as much as we want to. And that's why I think like this whole thing that Kanye is doing, people are talking so much mess about Kanye, but it's a story in the Bible that talks about the prodigal son. And the prodigal son, when he was making his way home, it wasn't he was afraid to go home to his father because he knew his father was going to accept him. His problem was Everyone coming else. home to his brother and his brother and sister. I wish the Bible had put down the name of of 
the prodigal son's brother that was hating on the fact that he came home. Because, man, a lot of times when we outside the will of God and we doing stuff that we have no business, the hardest thing is to come home. But when we come home and we got to deal with hating brothers man. and sisters that are mad that we've come back because they feel that our presence is a threat. No, man, like that whole thing. And I'm at a point now where I, I appreciate what Kanye is doing. Because Kanye had Jesus is Lord. Jesus is king. Yeah. Jesus <laughs> king on the top of the form. And whatever, people's like, well, his agenda and his, man, I don't care what it is. Whatever he's doing, he's making, he's a whole generation of people like, are I, finding a relationship with Jesus because of him. So if that's what he's doing, man, God I bless. Went, I went to the concert yesterday. God bless I, I, took my, I took my daughter and, um, um, <laughs> And it was crazy because I was looking around at the people that were there. So you had your people that that never really cared about Kanye, um, but they love his new message that he's doing, the Jesus message. Then you had your Kanye fans that it don't matter what Kanye does, like yo, they're they're, they're just there for Kanye. Then you had your random people of of um, um, they're just here to see what the hype is about. You know, so they were like, yo, what is it? What is all this about? And whatchamacallit, like it was just, it was crazy. You know, there was, <laughs> you know, we're in the middle of like the, the first song he opens with is like closed on Sundays. And then next thing you know, like you whatchamacallit, everybody's like, you know, getting hyped. And then somebody sparked a blunt. Oh, really? Yeah. Like my daughter was like, that, somebody's smoking. Oh, wow. Uh, unfortunately, my daughter knows what that's wow. is. But, but, but yeah, and, and, you know, some, I guess they put it out or whatever. But this is what I got from that. Like, all right, cool. There's somebody smoking some weed in there. I remember being at a church um, when I first started coming back to church. But um, weed, weed is legal now, and some yeah, people yeah. take it for medicinal purposes. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, no, but this is but this is this is what I got from it. Yo, like that. There's a dude and somebody's in there smoking it. They're smoking weed. All right, cool. They could have been out at the park somewhere smoking it and and getting, but they're in there smoking it and they getting a the message. Man, I just think a lot of the. I'm reading this book right now called the the four the the four agreements. And a lot of the things that we've been, we were when you raised in the church, a lot of the things that we we value and we think are like doctrine and this God's gonna be mad at us. A lot of that stuff, man, is just tradition and it's what people say. So like, man, the I got so the much same guilt. Thing, I got the, so much guilt because and, of and, and that. the thing in that book it talks about that. It says that the human race is the only race, the only species in the world that Justice is when you do something wrong, you pay for it once. But with human beings, we do something wrong and we pay for it a thousand times. Yeah. And not only do we pay for it a thousand times, but the people in our lives remind us of what we do and then we pay for it over and over and over again. And it just isn't fair. So like the same grace that I use is the same grace that I extend to other people. So when I see Kanye trying to make a move back, his first song was the, his first hit. <laughs> was Jesus walks. So now all of a sudden you thinking that he just started this, but man, this dude is, has been doing the same thing for a long time, but we've all struggled. And when the prodigal son in the story of the prodigal son, it says he came to himself. And I think the beauty is when all of us get to a point where we come to ourselves and we realize that we're not happy with the way that our lives are going. And it's something that's missing. And Kurt Cobain and his suicide 
uh, speech, he said it was a big black void that women, drugs, sex, nothing can feel. And that's a connection to a, a higher being. We got to have faith in something bigger than us. So the fact that Kanye is promoting Jesus, I just think that it's just, it's dope, bro. So regardless of how people do it, and that traditional church that we once knew that, yeah. you know, was so self-righteous and so judgmental, man, we on a whole nother move now, man. We just want people to know who Jesus is. And once they know who Jesus is, I believe the power, that his power is bigger than, than our, even our imagination. So once we're in, we introduce people to him, man, let him do his job. And I believe he don't make no mistakes. Absolutely. Is a uh... Kanye's uh like I I'm 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 a big I was a Kanye fan before <laughs> and then now now even more because of what he did but um I I I always read the comments and I read the what everybody's saying and what are what pastors are saying you know what I'm saying you got your conservative pastors stay in your lane Kanye like you this is not for you then you got your new age you know what I'm saying? Your young pastors and whatever. Like, yo, what Kanye's doing is amazing. Like, yo, they talk, Kanye talks more Jesus and repentance man, than most pastors man, talking the there. Thing, the thing I tell people all the time, people hating on Kanye because he promoting Jesus. They won't even use, say Jesus' name in their social platform. So whatever their platform is, they don't mention Jesus' name. So the fact that he's doing it, and he's not sugarcoating it. You listen to that album, yeah. man, that album is more Jesus than a lot of, <laughs> he ain't using no pronouns. Back in my day, a lot of people that were gospel artists, when they went to that certain level of gospel, yeah. they would do pronouns. They'd be like, he, him, and you fill in what you want to fill in. Yeah. Kanye ain't doing none of that. Jesus. Kanye's is straight Jesus. So, <laughs> man, I'm not mad at him, man. And, and I think it's a it's a beautiful thing to what he's doing. And then as well, we sit on the sidelines and we see the progression of his life and we see the different angles, just like with me. When I lost my mother, man, I felt like I was on the brink of, of losing my mind, man, because when you lose it and you feel like you don't have nothing and you feeling alone and you just lost, man, I understand what Kanye was going through. So when he went through the things he went through, unless you lose a parent, unless you lose both parents, man, you'll never understand the pain that that dude was going through. So because of me, I look at it, when I see Kanye, man, I, I pray for him. And I pray because I know because of what he's doing, man, they own, they're going to be yeah, on his on head. Him. Oh, they're going to be on him. his head. And they're waiting for him to make a mistake. But regardless of what he does, he did what he did. And I think I commend him for, for that. And so my, and, my mom, my mom, uh, when, you know, obviously when I started going back to church, I was promoting a lot of church, a lot of um, Jesus stuff. My mom was like, be careful. He was like, I know what you, I was like, I'm praying for you. He's, but, you know what I'm saying, because the devil's going to try to get you even more because, because you're promoting it. <clears throat> because you're promoting Jesus more. Yeah, but that ain't, and that, gonna, and that, and, that ain't gonna scare us. We ain't no Oh, punks. yeah, no, yeah, no, no, no. But I'm saying, like, now, like, you know, and Kanye on, a, on another, he's on another level of reaching the world. And, you know what I'm saying? I know he's gonna be attacked even more um, in the spiritual realm oh, and, man, and, and, and everything. They're gonna come from him. And it's gonna come from people that he, <laughs> he really was with and his friends and people that, so funny. I never forget one time I prayed a prayer. And it was a New Year's. You know how New Year's, you want to start the new year off right? Yeah. And I prayed a prayer, and I was like, Lord, uh, whatever, strengthen my relationships. And whatever, whoever you don't want in my life, I want you to remove them. And the people that you 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 do want in my life, I want you to strengthen the relationship. So then all of a sudden, my homies stopped calling me. So when they stopped calling me, I started being like, <laughs> 
oh, so you 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 can't call nobody no more. And I'm reaching out to them. Then the my prayer came back to me and God came back to me. He was like, man, didn't you ask me to get these people out of your <laughs> yeah, life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now you're bringing them back in your life. Like, man, what are you doing? And it was just a lesson that I had to learn. So I just pray. For, I pray for Kanye, man, because what he's doing is just awesome. And I got homeboys that they grew up in church, but they're not telling nobody about Jesus. So yeah. the fact that dude is pushing it, man, keep pushing your message, Kanye, because it's beautiful. And just to see that Sunday service, and and not only is he pushing the message, but he's employing a hundred and something people that are making money, and they're able to change their lives and to do something. So not only he's killing three or four birds with <laughs> one stone. You guys so have a couple people from your church that sing on. We the, have a couple people from our church. One of the young ladies that works here. She's out on the road with Kanye. And, man, they're making good money, and they're doing something positive. And I, I love that, man. That's super dope. Yeah, that's – man, yeah, I was – my daughter, it was it was so dope that my daughter, I, she had, like, the best time of her life yesterday. And, yo, she was grooving. She was her. singing yeah, everything. And, then, like, yo, she was – like, she was – after, she's like, Daddy, thank you. I had so much fun. I and her. I was like, man. I love My dumb ass almost didn't show up because I partied too hard the night before. So, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But I was like, yo, I know I need to get home. I got to get home. These girls, I feel like um, like BJ's song. <laughs> yeah. I got church in the morning. <laughs> Yeah. They want to drink, do drugs, yeah. have sex tonight. Yeah. <laughs> but I got church in the morning. Come on, man. I told BJ, I was like, bro, this song is real, bro. Oh, like, it's yeah. real, man. <laughs> BJ, another one of my kids. Bro. It's just amazing. Like, even when you think about that, man, I was the one who went 1500 before they were even 1500. They came up with the name 1500 from the studio that me and Jason had put these guys in and the studio started with a kid named Brian Warfield and Brian Warfield was one of my students. Cause a lot of people don't know my story. Like in short, short, my story was, man, I came home from college, didn't know what I was going to do. And my mother, you go to always, college? I, I graduated from Morehouse college. But what's funny is I came home before I graduated. I came home. It was just like awesome. I'm going to drop out. I'm a hustle. I'm going to figure out what I'm going <laughs> to do. And I came home and when I came home, you know, I, I'm doing different things, but I got a job as a teacher because my mother was just like, man, whatever you do, after Pac died, i never forget this, after Pac died, I was like, man, I got to figure out something. And I was just sort of scared of, not scared, but the whole music industry was just on a whole nother page. And it was a lot of people dying and going to jail. So just like everybody else, I was trying to figure out what I was going to do. My mother was like, man, you should teach while you work on your master's. So I'm teaching, and opposed to me going to a, a place like Beverly Hills High School or something like that, I wanted to teach in the hood. Yeah. So I was teaching at Washington High School, which is in the middle of South Central Los Angeles. And at Washington High School, the beautiful thing was when I was teaching at Washington, I, um, I would drive uh, – different cars Monday through Friday, Monday through Thursday. <laughs> and I would have Taylor May suits on with alligator shoes. Your Steve Harvey's, your Steve Harvey. My Steve Harvey suits. <laughs> I had my Steve Harvey suit. And then on, on Fridays, I would ride my motorcycle and I'd have on Jordans and the latest sweat, latest sweatsuit. So Sean John sweatsuits. But what I wanted to do was I wanted to show kids in South Central Los Angeles that you could be cool and work a job. Yeah, because it wasn't cool to work a job in my era because it was like I grew up in an era of people that were hustling. So to this day, my students are still 
my my friends and I have relationships with them. But some of the greatest times of my life was at Washington High School. And then while I was at Washington High School, I met Brian Warfield, who's a musician. And then when Brian when I, I met my partner Jason, who was fourth generation jewelry, but he was on the retail side. And I had relationships, but I never knew what to do with my relationships. Because yeah. to me, it don't mean nothing to say, I know Sammy Sam, if I ain't got a lane to get money with Sammy Sam. Right. But I met my partner and I was like, man, let's open a business and let's start a business together. And initially he was a little apprehensive because he was like, eh, I don't <laughs> think it's going to be lucrative. I don't think it's that. The first dude that I sold a pendant to was Ocho Cinco. <laughs> and when I sold it to Ocho Cinco, uh, we sold a pendant and it was some nice money. I think he spent like 80, 80 something, 90 something thousand dollars for the pendant. But when he bought it, Jason was like, oh man. And then after that, we got Carmelo, we got LeBron, we got all these different dudes. Yeah. And while I was doing that, Brian Warfield hit me back and he was like, man, I'm doing music. I was like, well, let me put you in a studio. So I put him in a studio and I'm, I'm selling, um, diamonds and all kind of stuff. And me and Jason are doing good, so I stopped teaching and I went into the jewelry full time. But then what I also did was I started paying for a studio for these guys to be in the studio. And initially, man, that studio stuff was crazy. They We got kicked out of like four different studios. <laughs> they, was, they were throwing ice off the roof at people <laughs> and having they was sex young. on the roof, just all kind of just crazy stuff. But 1500 was started in a studio that I started. And so, you know, uh, I'm still close to the guys. The guys are really good, but a lot of people don't know like the history. And that's so you just saw Rance right now eating yeah, here. Yeah, <laughs> we just saw Lorenz eating here. And I feel like not only did I support them before anybody else was on them, but I also contributed. I was a part of the village that helped make them dudes men. And I believe the stuff that they're doing, like their studio and the, the, the moves that they're making, I feel like a piece of that I'm responsible for because I had them before anybody else had them. And I was like a big brother to them. And it was Definitely. Just, oh, they know. was young. I remember I remember yeah. back then, they was young when it was, yeah. we used to bring, uh, then they always come to the house over there with the Nissan studio at the, yeah. at the crib. Yeah. Uh, we know, with Charlie, that. with everybody. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, man, I mean, just a lot of people don't know. They see me, and it's just funny. You can't judge a book by its cover. A lot of times people see people, and they they automatically know their story. People don't know that I got a dual degree in psych and social, minor in philosophy. I got a master's in sociology, but I'm a hood nigga. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's funny. It's like, yeah, they, they, uh, really, yeah. Don't, they really don't oh, know. Oh, no, and I read books, and I but do all, all of that. Stuff. But all of that. You use you still you use all of that, and then that's why uh, you know what I'm saying your psych. Um, oh yeah, you know what I'm saying that's how you can go up to I you. Could, you poke at like like you said you poke at people until you get a response. And from it's them. intentional, <laughs> exactly. It's intentional. It ain't it ain't just because I'm doing it. It's intentional. I like agitating people just to get them to a point where they think for themselves. So like even with this with Kanye and the stuff that's going out here, a lot of people are upset with this dude. And it's like, how are you upset with him? What are you doing? Everything's like he's gonna. Uh, I was listening to another podcast. Um, some of the homies on today that they're, they're thinking that, like you know he's trying to monetize off of it. He's gonna go get the nonprofit, um, the the church, do the nonprofit thing, um, do and and go off all of that. Man, bro, bro and, but, 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 his, I'm saying this is what royalty, people are. This is what people is, is, is talking his, about. His royalty is so solid, man. That dude don't <laughs> need nothing, and he connected to that family. 
that man, them girls know how to get money. What one of them is a billionaire already? It's like, no, oh, man, they not tripping off of that. Like, yeah, man, that dude is doing it because and and if it was disingenuous and it was something that he didn't believe in, man, he wouldn't have been able to keep it going this long. Cause exactly. you know me, you and me, if it's something that it's a phase in our life. Phases don't last long. Yeah. But with this, man, this dude is day in, day out. Like, he's making this happen. Man, you're not – I know Rick Ross said the other day, he was like, man, the reason that I don't go on tour is because, man, I don't like the tour life. Like, the tour life is just crazy. Man, if Kanye wasn't – this wasn't part of his heart, him every weekend traveling somewhere, every weekend doing this, man, he wouldn't be doing it. I'm sure he could think of other things he could do with his time. And it's dope. It's dope seeing his daughter. My daughter seeing his daughter – um, singing and stuff on that, like my daughter, like that, like pumped her up like even more. That's like dope. seeing his daughter a part of it and seeing her singing. She, he gave her the mic and let her sing a little parts on the thing. Like I it was, love that. yeah, it was, it was, it was super that. dope. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I love that. But it, I just think that it's beautiful that we're in a place now where our our trajectory has changed and we pay attention to stuff now. The other day I was at the park and I'm at the park and. I'm looking at the trees and I'm looking at, I hike during the Yeah, you, you hike all the time. And when I hike, I look, sometimes I just stop and look at the trees. When you're young, you you don't pay attention to stuff. You just be walking and you miss everything. As you and older get older, you, get, you start, <laughs> like, oh, these trees are just beautiful. Like, <laughs> oh my God, God is awesome. And you just start being, but it's amazing to see how both of us, like you were younger than us and just to see your your growth. And the blessing is that we didn't die in the stuff that we were involved in. That God allowed us. His grace was so big to where he allowed us another chance. And we're not perfect. I Definitely. think a lot of times people want to paint the pictures of perfection. But it was no perfect dude in the Bible. And because it was no perfect dude, that's the reason that Jesus had to come. Because the David was a man after his own heart. And David sent a man of war to sleep with his wife. And then you, <laughs> you think about Paul was a killer. Yep. Noah was a drunk. All these dudes in the Bible had stuff, and I think that's why I like the Bible because it shows me, man, these dudes was just real dudes that had real issues. Yeah. And, but the same but God, God used them. The same God that delivered them from the stuff that they were going through is the same God that delivers us. So we're not going to be perfect. And I think that was the failure of the old church. The old church used to try to paint the pictures that everybody was perfect, but in silence, man, them people were fighting the, the same issues that the, we were that's fighting. That's why I respect I respect more people that um that are open about about some of their I guess, sins, if you want no, to call it, or, and put it, or you and know, then what we man? say sins, man. But at the end of the day, <laughs> oh, yeah. like, man, you you gotta govern yourself, and what, yeah. what you feel is a, is appropriate and not appropriate. I I don't have no heaven or hell to put nobody in. So what I do is I just try to work on myself and try to be the best man that I could be, the best father that I could be, the best son that I could be. And if you really wholeheartedly invest and work on yourself, you ain't got no time to be judging other people and getting involved in other people's business. Man, I, I don't have no time for that, man. I, I'm trying to, you know, like uh, Rapture. My, my cousin Rapture told me one time, he's like, man, people be living their lives like the, they got all windows in their house and they don't have no mirrors. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, a lot of people think that they got all windows and they don't have no mirrors. But I want all mirrors in my house. I want to look at me. I don't need to look at what nobody else is doing. Yeah. Yeah. I've been dealing with, with the, the other day, last week, some dude tried to come up to me. He came to the club and tried to fight me. <laughs> I had no idea who he was, who he even was. 
Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> yo, That's my boy. The word. Like, yo, I'm at the, I'm at my table and what you gonna I feel I this, you, yes. I feel this energy, like, and like, and I was like, dude, like, I told my boy next to me, I was like, yo, this, this is something weird right here, and he was just like, he goes, yo, like, this dude was just like a song came on and and he started like singing this song extra loud. Like and like like I felt like it was towards you. I was like, you really? I go do that because I've been feeling like there's like some bad energy over here. The next thing you know, like 30, 45 minutes later, this dude was doing coke and then and and getting drunk and whatever. And I feel him like his energy getting like more heated. And I'm like, yo, what's that? One of my other boys comes and he tells me he's like, yo, this dude want to fight you. I'm like, why? I was like, I don't even know that dude. Like, yo, like he's like, yo, he said you ruined his uh, his family and all this stuff. And what I was like, bro, I have no idea who the dude is. Like, it was crazy. And then he's like, yo, what do you want to do? I was like, bro, I'm too old to be fighting, first of all, but I ain't no bitch. <laughs> I was like, if I have to, I will. But I'm not going to waste no energy on somebody that's, you know what I'm saying? Like yo, that, and that comes with the uh, with me being in the clubs and you know what elephants saying? don't pay attention to what ants do, man. <laughs> so I ain't tripping off no people. A lot of people gonna hate you just because who you are. Same conversation we just had about Nipsey. Yeah, people were hating on Nipsey just because he was being successful, man. Man, the same twenty four hours a day I got is the same twenty four hours a day everybody got. So man, I can't worry about people hating on me, man. And you can't yeah. worry about that. But I, I, I was even at the point. I even hit. I I found out who the dude was, and I'm like, oh my god, like bro, like come on, like dog, it's not like not even serious. Like what you call it? The girl's best, my best friend, the girl is is a friend with her and whatever. He took it all wrong. I hit him up on on Instagram like, dog, he's here like, yo, my nigga, you, it's on and popping. When I see you, I was like, bro, I'm not gonna waste my energy on you, like. Like yo, you're tripping. Man, I don't even owe, <laughs> I don't even owe the dude an explanation. That's about it, man. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, yo, that. like yo, I'm not gonna waste my energy on you. Like it's just, but yeah, and that, and that's what you do. If I told somebody the other day, I was like, man, if you allow uh, a retarded person to get you upset, who's retarded? You or them? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. so like at the end of the day, and, and maybe I shouldn't say retarded because people say that's not the word. But if you allow somebody with special mental challenges <laughs> to get you upset, and you already define what it is, man, it, who's 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 challenged you or them? So, like, man, when people come and be like that, man, I don't even buy into it. Now, if if they touch me, it's another situation. But as long <laughs> as it's just conversation, yeah, man, yeah, you yeah. can have that because you get it all the time. I got. Absolutely. I had somebody on one of my. I posted something about Suge the other day, and a person went on there and was like, "He did this and he did." Sweetheart, that ain't got nothing to do with me. Right. And perhaps you should take from the little dude who hugged the women who sh shot his brother. Maybe you should find some forgiveness in your <laughs> heart and do something else because that ain't got nothing to do with me. Yeah. You attacking me? I wasn't there. I don't know nothing about it, and it's not my business. Yeah. But just because Suge did something or was accused of doing something, or allegedly did something that you don't particularly like, I didn't do it. It don't have nothing to do with me. But I'm not going to abandon my relationship with this man yeah. because of his choices, because he ain't going to abandon me if I make a wrong choice. So no, man, I stand in solidarity with him and all my dudes, because we all make mistakes, man. Ain't nobody perfect. Nobody, nobody perfect, man. And if you think something is perfect, it ain't perfect when you get there. <laughs> oh God! Oh God! It ain't perfect when you get there. When you walk in the room, perfection is over because you flawed. Oh man! But yeah, it's just I, I just think the thing that really 
that, that excites me is I anticipate like the direction our lives is gonna go from here. Like what what God got left for us? Like man, where are we yeah. gonna go from here? Cause I see you with your daughter. I see me with my daughter. I see all the homies getting to different places and we all got different things. And as long as we keep doing what God wants us to do, we, we, we fulfilling our purpose. Everything in life that was created was created with a purpose. This, this microphone, before this microphone was even built, the creator had an intention of what its purpose was gonna be. And I feel like it's the same thing with us. Before we were born, our purpose was already established. The problem is a lot of times we don't explore and look for our purpose. And I'm at a point now where, man, I'm just excited to see what's next. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love that. that. I love that because obviously my all my listeners that listen to they know my they know where my story is. I'm finding myself again, getting out of. You just asked me about you know what I'm saying my family situation, and you're like, oh shoot, <laughs> about um um my daughter. And mom. I know I know how and I, so, I know how you felt about her, and I know how special it was. Yeah, but but you know what I'm saying like I. You always, like I always tell everybody, everybody, I get asked this all the time. Like, how do you feel about your baby mama and stuff and whatever. Like, yo, I didn't do the necessary things to keep her. Somebody else, you know what I'm saying? Like, like somebody else gave her what she needed. And as much as it hurted, as much as it hurted, um, whatchamacallit, I had to, you know what I'm saying? She got married and I got to live with it. Only and thing, Only thing I'll say about that is I agree with you to an extent, but sometimes... What we want ain't what God wants for us. So And maybe that maybe that's not what a, God maybe that's not a, what God wanted for me. It's a, it's a scripture in the Bible and it talks about I always thought that Pharaoh in the Bible was a bad dude. And I thought he was a bad dude because God told Moses to go to him and say, Let my people go. And once God sent the message was sent from God, Pharaoh was supposed to just be like, Cool. But the scripture in the Bible says God hardened Pharaoh's heart. And I never understood what that meant, but what it meant was sometimes the the relationships and the things that we're in, things don't work, and we think it's the individual, but a lot of times God ain't allowing that person to be what we need because he got another plan. He got yeah. another thing. Like, your daughter is here, and your daughter wouldn't be who she was had her mother not been who she was, who she is, but at the same time, it wasn't meant for you and her to be together. For sure. But the baby's here. Definitely. So now God got something greater and better for yeah, you. Yeah, I've been, just I've been for searching you to do for it. I've been going. Uh, I, I know, night but you're searching night. in the wrong places, man. You can't <laughs> night go, after night. You can't go to <laughs> Sam. You can't go to Sam's looking for your wife, man. Oh, no, I, don't, I don't go looking there. I just go looking for some ass. Then I was like, <laughs> I'm just looking for a temporary fix, baby. <laughs> oh man, I just hope that you don't catch no oh, no man. warts. Nah, man, we good out here. Throw some throw some tequila on that thing. <laughs> Cleanse it out. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, Yo. but I, that whole situation, man, I know how it is, man. Because sometimes you, and then a lot of times we want relationships to work because of our own situation. Like I always wanted my daughter to have what I had. My parents were married fifty-eight years before yeah. my father died, and I wanted her to have two parents. But when it didn't work out like that, man, what you gonna do? It ain't nothing that you can't do. You just got to keep on pushing, and you got to make sure that you're still the, just the best parent, and you don't get involved in that yeah. emotional stuff. We logical. We yeah, can't yeah, get involved yeah. in the emotional stuff to where well, for then me, we start keeping the daughter in the middle of some stuff because I hate. I hate. No, I hate, man. I, I've I, always said, uh, my brother, uh, my oldest nephew, 
um, his my brother and his baby mom. They were the worst. It was like those, they had to go to the police department, and it was just a bunch of like crazy stuff. What they say that old school song, "Holding On When the Love Is Gone." <laughs> I ain't holding on when the love is gone. When the love is gone, man, I'm gone too. It's Deuces, gone, baby. Deuces. But, <laughs> well, I always said I would never be like that. I'll always get along with my baby mama, and you know, even though you know, what I'm saying like, yo, she's married. And I have a good relationship with her. We're cool. Like you know, what I'm saying, and I'm actually cool with her husband too. I mean, you gotta be, because at the end of yeah. the day, it ain't about you. I read somewhere the other day, it said ego. And what do you think ego means? What is, I don't know. I read it the other day and it said, ego means edge God out. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of times we let our ego get in the way of situation. And when we get our ego involved, it, it it blocks God from being able to do what he does. Yeah. So like, man, at the same time. Man, egos. Egos, I know so many friendships, relationships, everything that could be fixed if people put their egos aside. Yeah, edge God out. Remember that. Edge <laughs> when you edge God, God out the situation, he can't do nothing with it because you edged him out. So, man, egos is something else. But I'm just glad that y'all didn't allow the egos to get involved. And, like, you could be a bigger man and you could embrace the relationship. Because at the end of the day, it's hard enough for us to control our own action. Yeah. It's an impossible to think we can go and control somebody else. So we up here trying to control baby mamas and stuff like that. <laughs> Man, that's suicide. I ain't trying to do it. If Definitely. Either they want to be with you or they don't. And if they don't want to be with you, man, God bless you. I wish you the best because, man, only I know what my happiness looks like. Yeah. And only she knows what her happiness and looks like. And at the like. same time, I want my, I, you know what I'm saying, my baby mama's representation of my daughter too. So I want my baby mama to win. You know what I'm saying? I, I wish her best of luck and best success. I still throw her business, you know what I'm saying? I throw business her way, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, she get money, you know what I'm saying? More money goes towards my daughter. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's the kind of relationship we have. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I want my daughter to know that we're... And then what's funny, too, is sometimes when our life changes, we meet people at a stage in our life when we're... We're outside of our character. We're outside of who we are. So then when we begin to change and become who God wants us to be, sometimes people can't make those transitions with us because they didn't sign up for that. Yeah. So, But we got an expectation of we want them to, to embrace Definitely. this new me, but they wasn't fooling with the new you. So, like, I've seen how God has taken you from, you know. Yo, man, that's, you, that's you that's so, that is so crazy that you say that. Because when, when, during I, during the time where me and her got back together, I was going through my non-drinking. I wasn't drinking at that time, but she was still drinking. And um, there were times where, like, yeah, like I, I just didn't feel like she got me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, it's and, a disconnect. It's yeah. a disconnect when that happens. But it's like she didn't sign up for that. Exactly. So by her not signing up for that and you, she fell in love with the dude that was Sammy Sam. Yeah. And then when you turned into this dude to where you in search of yourself and you're on a spiritual journey, you're trying to figure this out to where, and when you were going through that, I was like, man, Sammy Sam, I was proud of you. But a lot of times it's just kind of like a diet. Like you go on a diet to lose weight and try to figure out what works for you. And then you find like a, a medium to where you're able to do it. Yeah. So like, I'm cool with the fact that you went through that stage, and now that you've gone through that stage, now you could be yourself. Because before, you weren't being yourself when you were stopping yourself from doing a lot of stuff that you wanted to do. Yeah. But at the same time, 
you know, like the Bible says, all things are lawful, but all things are expedient. You just got to govern what you do and what you don't do. Well, see, I didn't know limits. Yeah. And now I know limits. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That was like the biggest thing. Like, like you know, oh, you drinking tonight? Yeah. What we drinking? Everything. You know what I'm saying? Now, like, nah, I'm good. Like, yo, I got to do this tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, no, nah, all right, I'm not, nah, this is the last one. Like, you know what I mean? Before, I didn't know. No breaks, no breaks, all gas, <laughs> no breaks. You know what I mean? Like, yo, like, like all the, like, the... <laughs> yeah. So again, we are at Harold and, uh, was it, Harold and Bell? Yeah, and you can't eat Harold and Bell's without hot sauce. <laughs> Gotta have some hot sauce. So my, my trainer's gonna be mad at me, but we are gonna be mad at him if I don't do this. My trainer gonna be mad at me too. Yeah, I'm myself. You <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody. When I posted that I was um, that I was here, yo, my my Instagram went crazy. Everybody's like, "Yo, that place is fire!" Or "Yo, how is that place?" Like, I heard it's fire. Man, they've been here fifty years, bro. <laughs> fire. Anything been around fifty years better be good. Yeah. Yo, what's your main purpose? As we close out the podcast, what's your main purpose? in life now? <laughs> My main purpose in life is to try to make a difference, man. I think when you're younger, it's about making money. It's about chasing dreams. It's about doing all kinds of stuff. And then the older you get, it's about legacy because you can't take no money with you. You can't take no cars with you. You can't take no, all the material things that we value and we hold value in. A lot of that stuff we can't take with us but what you take with you is, it's a scripture in the Bible that I live by, and it says that what you do to the least of my children, you do also unto me. So what I try to do is I try to be good to people. I try to inspire people. I try to motivate people. So I live my life to try to make a difference in the lives of other people. That's crazy. So nobody knows except for my boy Marley, because he he told me, he just texted me right now. But um, he, up, Marley? <laughs> Marley, what up? So he Marley told me- Marley and Jay Sean be hanging out. <laughs> yup. So he told me that he like he posted something like, yo, um, he goes, yo, I'm not in, he goes, I'm not in a weird mood. I'm not sad, like mad about anything, and I'm not happy about anything. I'm just like, like, eh. And for a long time, I was um, you know, after baby mama stuff, like I was just in a in a in like a dark place, like whatever. And I was like, how do I get myself out? And I was like, dude, how do I do this? So nobody knows it because I didn't post it, and you know what I'm saying, and 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 I don't post I don't like posting stuff that I do for other people, but for me, I just I went to the I went to the market by my house and I was just helping people, old ladies. Um, let me let me help you with this or let me help you with that, and it was just a little thing like that that helped me get back to feeling good and getting and getting my um, and getting like like I guess kind of happiness a little bit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because I was like, yo, like, oh, man, I helped this old lady. Like, yo. And not only that, they look at me how I look. And they was like, yo, they were scared of me at first. They think I'm going to be mean. They think I'm going to be an asshole. And whatchamacallit. And I, that's another thing I love doing, too. I love being nice to people, that especially don't that don't expect it. Yeah, you know, I got tattoos on my neck and, and the hands and everything. And whatchamacallit, big fat dude. You know, like, yo, this dude look mean. <laughs> that's true, but it's also important. To, I think a lot of times we could do stuff for strangers, but it's also good to do things for the people that are in your circle. So like love on the people that are close to you because those are the people that need it the most. Definitely. I mean, that's what I try to do is 
people in my space. I don't think nobody should leave my presence the same way that they came. So hopefully I can say something that's going to inspire them. I could do something that's going to inspire them. But that comes, comes from my mother, man. Like my mother and my father, man, they were just dope. And that they put that inside of each one of their kids to where it's like, man, people should leave different than what they came. And I think that's my thing is I want to make somebody smile. And that's a gift that you have. I think they say the eye can only see what the eye can behold. And sometimes it's difficult for us to see ourselves, but our friends serve as mirrors and our friends show us who we are. So it, you got to be careful who your friends are. Cause sometimes you ever been to like the carnival where they got the mirror that makes you look fat. <laughs> then they got the mirror or like kind of like filters in your phone. They yeah. make you look fat, look, make you skinny. So you got to make sure your filters or your friends or your mirrors, they give you an accurate assessment of who you are. And like for me, seeing you, man, you're the life of the party. When you walk into a room, you command the room. You change, uh, like the Bible talks about the salt of the earth. You, you change whatever situation you're in because of your personality. And a lot of times we don't see ourselves and we don't see how big that is. But it's important. People look forward to you being around because you make them smile. You make them laugh. And when you do that kind of stuff, it changes your surroundings. So uh, it, I just think that it's dope that in a lot of ways we're similar. And that we crack jokes and stuff like that, but we got big hearts. Definitely. Yeah, we got real big hearts. Definitely. Yo, I appreciate you. I appreciate you coming on, telling your story and sharing. Like, this is this is gold. This is all gold <laughs> that I think people need to hear. Oh, uh, shit. I need to hear. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Even though we, you know what I'm saying? We talking and we see each other. Like, yo, just spreading the, spreading the, the message and letting your light shine. And Jesus is king, man. Kanye is on to something. <laughs> so since Jesus is king, I'm going to... Uh, What's your favorite song on it? I like the the uh, Chick-fil-A song. Me and my daughter <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah, that's Harvey's favorite too. What is it, a number a number, number one, one with lemonade? With lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro, you didn't see my post? I posted, My daughter posted a picture of her with the Jesus King in background, and she put- um, I like that one, but I also like the one that he did with James Cleveland. He took the sample of James Cleveland, and it's God Is, and that God Is is just my Uncle Pete. My Uncle Pete hit me, and he was like, yo, you know that you know your dad used to sing the lead um, the lead vocals <laughs> of that with the choir back yep. in the day. God is the joy and the strength of my life. Yep. He rules all things. My, oh, yeah. my favorite is uh, is the joint with um, um, Fred, with Fred Hammond. Hammond. Oh yeah, Fred. Especially Hammond, you know he's talking about you know what I'm saying you, you you talk to the Christians what they say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know I think I mean? it's just dope, man, and I'm just I'm excited to see where it's gonna go. And definitely, I, it's same way we same way people look at Nipsey. I'm looking at. Kanye thinking the best. Yeah. Same way people looked at Nipsey, I'm looking at Nipsey seeing the best. I don't see the negative. I only want to see the positive, and I can't wait for him to just prove all these naysayers and people wrong. Like, I want to see where he's going to take this, and I'm sure he's going to take it to the next level. Yup. Yo, if you guys ever see Jaime on, uh, we're going to put his Instagram under here. It'll be right here, somewhere under here. Mine right there. Under here, right here, right here. <laughs> yo, but, yo, say hi to him, man. Yo, one of the nicest dudes. Say he, hi to me. Buy some jewelry. If you want some jewelry, I got you. <laughs> he got, he got. Don't be coming with no downtown LA prices, though. Yeah, don't hit me thinking, I, don't hit me about no $500 pieces, because I don't do nothing $500, but. It's all yeah, love. check the resume. Check the resume, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna wear the Michael Jackson uh, pennants you guys made. <laughs> yeah. I got you. I'm gonna let you wear Michael Jackson <laughs> pendant. Yo, again, we love you. Episode six is a wrap. Follow us, um, man. 
Let your light shine. All day. Yes, sir.